Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to episode 331 of Geek Town Radio. I am back this week with... How are you doing? I'm good, David. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. You were on last week, so less stuff to catch up on, but what have you been up to? Some of the same things, which I will give a brief mention to in a minute, but two newer things that I checked out. So I jumped into the first episode of Foundation. Most of my stuff here is Apple TV mm-hmm. things. I took your advice, which is pay extra attention. Yes. Um, that piece of advice did work. Obviously, most TV shows like that that are quite sort of deep and detailed, you can't be scrolling through Twitter and, yes. and things like that. No, you can't. Um, definitely not. Because <laughs> no, you would look up and you'll be like, what? What happened? <laughs> yeah. uh, it was quite a good show. There was still, even with me paying like full attention, there was still a lot to take in. in even yes. I've only seen the first episode. And I enjoyed the first episode and I thought, okay, I am going to watch more of it. But I think I'm going to try and watch it a bit slower. I, I think if I try and binge watch the show, it's just going to be loads of information just sort of yeah. flooded at me kind of thing. So I'm going to try and watch it kind of slowly. And there is like, I think, 10 episodes or yes. something and they're about an hour. So it's a big chunk of TV there. The only complaint I really had or like piece of confusion is the two main characters get set up to do their research on this other planet. They get exiled in quotes, but yes, sort of like half exiled. It's, it's kind of interesting. And then they go to travel to this other region thing. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to see them on their journey with like everything they'd set up throughout the episode. And then they did a time jump of 35 years. And I thought, oh, I wanted to see what happened in that time. Yes. And then the main female character, who's then obviously older, goes to touch this thing. And then the episode ends there. Mm. And that was kind of like, oh, OK, I, I would like to have seen that. Yeah. Don't worry. That show jumps around in time an okay. awful lot. So it will jump and show you bits of the future. It'll then jump back and fill in bits in the middle. It's all over the place, the structure of that, intentionally. That's not a negative okay. thing. Right. It jumps around in time an awful lot. So it's not entirely clear what's going on. And that adds to some of the sort of mystery, but also to the confusion when you're watching it because there are things going on there which you may have slightly misunderstood but it becomes clearer as you go through it it is a very dense very complex show that i thought they did an amazing job with it but it's one of those things that you kind of need to see the entire 10 episodes for it actually all to make proper sense right so don't worry about the fact that Yes, it, there was a time jump in there because it will go backwards and fill in some of the blanks for you as well. Okay, because I thought the younger actress of that main character was doing really well mm-hmm. in that role. So I guess that'll be good to go back to. That's not something I'm just going to stick on. That's going to be something where when I'm in the mood and have the time yes. kind of thing and sort of digest it instead of like, hey, let's throw an episode of this. It's, it's, it's not like The Simpsons that you can just kind of no, no, no. Just stick on TV. So... Yeah, but no, I, I look forward to getting back to it. I don't know when exactly that's going to happen, but when I'm in the mood and when I've got time, I think it's the best way to watch that because out of all the things I'm watching, that's a very sort of particular thing. So yeah, but uh, I, I didn't have any other really complaints with the episode. I followed pretty much most of what was going on. I was more interested in the uh, main two lead characters and what they were doing as opposed to these other political kind of group meetings that were going on. 
And I was trying to see like, okay, what's going on with that? It was just my, my interest was more with the main two lead characters. And then obviously got that big thing that kind of happens, which was yes. um, quite interesting as well. But no, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. I want to give some quick mentions and I'll mention these last time. These are probably the shows I'm enjoying the most, which is Euphoria and Servant, both about halfway through each of their seasons. Still really, really great. I still think Zendaya is doing a phenomenal job in that role. I think they're doing a really good job with a lot of the other characters as well. Obviously, it's very dark, very, very very adult obviously and everything like that but all, all the sort of different themes with all different characters because they're kind of going through different things is being played very very well there's one particular character which you could kind of look at as a bit of like um a bratty sort of spoiled teenager but if you look a bit more at her situation you can kind of understand a bit more because that's kind of some of i guess the problem with some of these teenage drama shows is sometimes you could look at some of the characters and be like oh why are you being so sort of like spoiled and and what not and it's one of the characters that's in a slightly richer family situation as opposed mm-hmm. to some of the others but they're still my point is they're still doing a really really great job with different characters different themes and uh, different sort of struggles for them so that's been fantastic as well i can't wait to watch the episode later i'll probably watch walking dead first and then watch that the other one i've watched is servant as well obviously that's my thursday slash friday tv depending on when i watch it the episodes get released about 2 a.m on thursdays and they're only about 30 minutes so uh, i get tempted to watch those a bit earlier so Sometimes. And that's just a 30 minute treat every week. They're expanding a bit more on what they're doing this season. I can't be specific as to why, because it would be a big spoiler for the show. But the show is just really creepy. It's really well shot. Every like camera shot, I feel like M. Night is trying to get you to look for things. Even simple shots such as um, there's a scene that's shot in the street in last week's episode. And there's like a balloon that randomly goes up in the air. There's this like street party fundraiser thing. And there's like this shot of a balloon that goes up in the air and it's like, why are you showing me that? There's probably a reason you're showing me that or some sort of symbolism or foreshadowing for something. Yeah. Um, M. Night doesn't tend to just do things in that show for no reason Yes. as well, which is great. So uh, I've really enjoyed that. And then the other thing I've watched, which is a brand new show actually called Severance. This is a really, really interesting, very particular show. I, I was trying to, as I was watching it, I was trying to think of other shows I've seen that are similar and none are really coming to mind. It's kind of this um, dystopian future slow burn-ish type of thing. So a bit like a Mr. Robot in, in the same wheelhouse as that type of show. Right. Essentially, the idea is you've got these, a group of four people, they live perfectly normal lives. They go home, go to work, go home, go to work, that kind of thing. They do the nine to five office job. But the difference is when they are at home or out of work, they have one set of memories. And then when they go to work and get in an elevator, their brain switches to work memories. (laughs) Right. So when they are at work, they don't know what's happening in their home life. And then when they're in their home life, they don't know what's going on at work. And there's so many questions around how that would function. There's even a few sly little sort of jokes put into certain little points one of them is like oh you're probably like a terrible father and because they talk about um making dinner and stuff when they get home and one of the guys there i think he says something like oh i don't do the dinner which for his memories he's never cooked home dinner because yeah that set of his memories is at work so it's a really really interesting really weird show but the first episode uh, first two episodes actually which are available were pulled off really really well it was very very different as well uh, for those of you who might not be able to quite get to the show yet because they are an hour each i'd recommend some of you to go on you could probably find it on youtube just watch the opening title sequence it's really even the title sequence itself is really quite uh trippy and sort of telling of what to expect and um it's quite a long one as well but uh yeah go go and watch like at least the title sequence that will give you a bit of an idea um have you heard of this show watched it at all I, i have heard of it um i haven't got to watching it yet it does sound really kind of interesting i hadn't really looked yeah. into it all that much cast is really good it's directed by ben stiller it's ben stiller producing it as well the cast is adam scott from parks and rec ditch and luckman in there who people may know from like neighbors she was in but Dol- house agents of shield she popped up in as well christopher walken patricia arquette john Taruno. yeah there's some good names in there so it's a very solid cast i'm quite interested in actually sitting and watching that i i will uh, take a look at it definitely mm. but yeah i watched the first two episodes back to back so i'm caught up now for their friday 
mm-hmm. episodes. But it's one of them shows where you'll definitely have tons of questions, even once you watch the first 15, 30 minutes of the episodes. Yeah. Even as far as like, because there's this scene near the start where to get from the elevator to their work desks, there's loads of turns in this corridor. And even the simple questions is like, okay, who made this corridor so you <laughs> turn like six times? And there's like a long stretch of a scene that kind of goes through that. And like, okay, why did somebody make a corridor like this? And the fact that like the building is quite empty and all, all this kind of weird stuff, but it's it's really, really good. I really uh, enjoy my time with it. And it just, it'll leave you questioning things and what's kind of going on. There's one particular sort of character who's joins in the first episode and she's kind of with you as the audience. She kind of questions things and tries to rebel slightly as well. So that was a, that was very good. But yeah, that's what I've been up to roughly apart from uh, I've got Horizon Forbidden, what's the new one called? Forbidden West uh, installing yes. now. And I've been playing Dying Light 2, which I've been enjoying as well. But uh, what about you, David? Gaming wise, I've been messing around in Satisfactory again because uh, Update 5 has come out since last time I was playing with it and uh, it's still in early access, but I still can spend hours and hours building factories and stuff in that game. So that's been really fun. But TV wise, Bel Air is one of the first things that I want to talk about because I've been working my way through that. I've been very interested in this series coming out because this is, of course, the dramatic remake of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And I thought that was a really intriguing idea, particularly based off a little short trailer slash film thing that this guy did and put on YouTube and Will Smith heard about it, thought it was brilliant and contacted him and basically said, we should turn this into a TV show. It's The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but done as an hour-long drama. There's been various mixed reviews about it. It seems to be on sort of Metacritic Rotten Tomatoes. It seemed to be sitting around 60, 65%. I think that's a little bit unfair. I mean, the Guardian wrote a fairly snooty review about it, but it's The Guardian. So, you know, <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I think the lead is very well cast. I could maybe do with a few more gags in it. And I know that isn't what it's there for, but there are points where they do hit certain sort of slightly comedic situations. And I, I kind of want to push it, wants them to push that a little bit further. And I know they're trying to sort of not make it a comedy and make it far more dramatic. It sort of feels somewhere in the realm of something like Empire at the moment, that sort of series. Mm -hmm. The characters are generally fairly similar, but cooler, (laughs) you know, than the other TV show. Like Carlton in this isn't the sort of massive nerd that he was in Fresh Prince. He's far more the top dog at school. He commands sort of a certain amount of respect. So they've altered that character a little bit to make him a bit more of a kind of cooler version of that character but he is one of the only black kids at what is essentially a a very high-end posh private school and there are certain things that come with that because of the fact that he tries to fit in so there is a point where Will walks in on them in the locker room and some of the white kids are rapping and are using very inappropriate language and Will pulls him up on it and is like why are you letting him get away with this and Carton sort of doesn't see a problem with it you know so there's more about that sort of tension of the background of the character of Will that grew up on the streets of sort of West Philly and Carton who has had this very privileged life and sees nothing wrong with what he's doing so you've got all that going on Hillary who is the older daughter they've turned into a social media influencer which works very well for that sort of character because she always was a bit more of a socialite on the tv show so that sort of seems like the next natural step you know if you're setting it in today's times that sort of makes sense Mm -hmm. they've got philip banks who is the uncle that takes will in he's still a lawyer but he's running for da so they've got all that that they can kind of deal with and make sort of interesting plot lines out of that. Jazz is still in there as the taxi driver that Will meets on his way to the airport, but they've also expanded that character as well. So he also owns a record store and they've fleshed him out a lot more rather than in just being a sort of comedy foil. Vivian's far more kind of grounded character in the the fact that she's the sister to Will's mother and she's sort of battling also the fact that she is now this very, very wealthy Bel Air living person but she also have roots in philly as well so they've got 
a lot more complex with the characters. And you also get a lot more about the sort of aftermath of what happened in Philadelphia being the reason that Will sort of moved out, which, you know, as you know from the title sequence of Fresh Prince was the fact that he was playing basketball, there was an incident, and that's why they moved him from Philadelphia to LA. But you actually get to see that and you actually get a bit more background about that, which they didn't do in the original show, and the aftermath of that and what happened to his friend who was with him. So there's a lot more depth to it. Overall, I think they have done a really interesting job and it does make for an interesting, compelling drama. I'm actually quite enjoying it. There's four episodes up at the moment on Peacock, so you can go and find it on Peacock if you've got Sky. I would say it is worth taking a look at, definitely. It isn't laugh a minute like Fresh Prince was because it's not supposed to be. That's not the point of it. But I think it sets out to achieve something in terms of taking that basic structure and that basic idea of what the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was, turning it into a dramatic story. That's what they said they wanted to do. And that's what they've done. And I think they've achieved that very, very well. So uh, I do think it's worth looking at. I think it's interesting and different and makes for a solid drama in its own right. Yeah, I'm assuming you've not caught any of that. Uh, no, I am interested. I've seen parts of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but I do need to go and watch that one as well. I think that's also on Sky, isn't it? It like is, last time, yeah. last time I checked, it was. Yeah. It is up on Sky as well. So I've got both of them to watch. Yes. Probably be best, I guess, for me to watch one version and then the other instead of mixing them. So, Potentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, may, or maybe you could watch the first season of, of Fresh Prince and then watch the first season of Bel Air, possibly, and just do a direct comparison of the two. Because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I have watched most of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but I haven't seen it for quite a while because I kind of watched it when it originally came out mm-hmm. over here. So, um, I, when did I it come out? The 90s or something? Oh, yeah, I would have said 90s. So yeah. it's been a while since I've actually seen it. So I don't know whether they actually completely reused any of the original storylines or any of the basis of the original storylines. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, I mean, the basic premise is or the setup is the same. It just takes this far more dramatic turn to it. But I, I think right. they've done a very nice job with it. Good. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel also has returned this week for season four. Pretty much picks up almost exactly where they left it at the end of the last season, which is Midge having had a sort of fairly catastrophic failure in her career without giving too much away about what happens at the end of season three. But she is now back home and working out how to pick up all the pieces and move forward and what she sort of wants to do next. I love that show. I think it's wonderful. It's funny. They're doing a brilliant job with it and it just continues to be more of the same. So keep on doing what they're doing. I think it's really fun and was really superb. Peacemaker had its finale this week as well. And I don't want to go into too much detail about this because I know it hasn't aired in the UK yet, but uh, you know, through various connections, I have been watching it over there. I really enjoyed that show and I think it's brilliantly structured in a way of you actually feeling for Peacemaker. It's such a wonderful bit of writing because if you saw Peacemaker in Suicide Squad, he basically comes off as a bit of a dick the entire time, you Mm -hmm. know? So to take that character, I think that was one of the things that you sort of thought going into this, it was just going to be him being like that throughout all the way through and just going to be blood and guts and violence and all that sort of thing. But it really kind of goes into his background quite a lot. And it's very much James Gunn's weird sense of humour to it. I mean, the opening title sequence itself is very, very James Gunn and very funny. From that moment on, that sort of sets the tone for it throughout. And the writing just does an excellent job of you making you actually care and understand why Peacemaker is the person that he is. And also there is a a really interesting, if slightly weird plot that goes through the entire thing. It's wonderfully strange. Ends very, very well. There is a lot of jokes in it as you go through it as well, mainly at the expense of other DC people. Uh, There are a few interesting cameos, which I mean, I'm sure if you've looked around the internet, you may have seen a few of those. Cast very well, really interesting, well put together show. It's been renewed for a second season and I'm very much looking forward to that coming back. It's been really, really good fun. Have you managed to catch any of that? I'm not sure whether you've got access to it or not. So my journey with this show was I watched the first episode. I did a podcast on that episode and I 
basically didn't like it at all and decided I was already kind of like I'm not quite interested in the show because I didn't like Peacemaker after the film but I thought I'd give it a chance see what the first episode's got to offer and the things I hoped and would have wanted it to do in the first episode it didn't do them at all and then I paid no attention to it or as little attention as I could I mean a lot of people were talking about it so obviously I saw some of that conversation and then the finale episode came around I heard about the cameo and instead of actually watching the last episode you could just find the the cameo clip itself on youtube so i watched that and i was in the same camp as most people which is like what the hell is this <laughs> and then i did a sort of i guess a bit of a conclusion ish episode talking about the cameo itself and just other things around it and that's been my kind of journey with the show and if they do anything else that's similar to that cameo or, or something which i feel like i want to talk about with like the second season if they do other things like that that's probably when i'll talk about it next but i have, don't have interest to watch like the other episodes but i'm glad people have enjoyed it i mean we've only seen james gunn attempt storytelling with one set of marvel characters and one set of dc characters which is guardians of the galaxy and then obviously suicide squad and then spinning off to peacemaker even when i initially first saw suicide squad i felt that james's comedy worked better with the guardians than it did with the suicide squad characters and maybe that's a bit of the sort of marvel comedy side that just i felt worked better with james's writing because i i very much enjoyed those two guardians films mm -hmm. but that's where i stand with all that basically it's interesting because i it really hit with me and uh, i i don't know whether it's just i like james gum's sort of humor i'm i'm not sure mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i thought they i, I like really it i just prefer, i just prefer him with the marvel stuff yeah. I, I suppose yeah plus i think as well you know how you tended to enjoy things like the wacky side of doom patrol and legends yeah maybe that wacky side with this fits better because I, I can enjoy those types of stories if they've got other things going on i suppose but i know that you tend to gravitate towards that a bit more and maybe i mean i didn't see like episodes two through eight and i'm guessing they did some i heard about yeah. some like, other things that they did and maybe that just suits more of what you like as opposed to what i do which is yeah. which is fine yeah. Uh, yeah yeah maybe that's it but yes i do hope it gets a uk broadcaster i i know who would pick it up in the uk that's the only yeah. thing um <laughs> because it is a very off the wall weird thing so mm. i i don't know I mean, my gut feeling is says somebody like Amazon, but now it's completely out. Yeah, and somebody got, got could, the boys, aren't they? So. Yeah, now it's completely out. They can drop it up as a box set. Uh, we may get a UK broadcaster, but yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Mm. Well, I suppose everybody's got to take their turn with getting DC shows because everybody's got like one each now in the <laughs> pretty, UK. Pretty much. Yeah. They maybe, are all over the place. Maybe it's Apple's turn next. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Peacemaker on Apple. Yes. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is there was a trailer that went up for Chippendale Rescue Rangers the movie. This is actually a film which is going to be coming out on Disney Plus and we'd heard about it before and I mean I do, do you, are you aware of Chippendale Rescue Rangers because it's way before your time I would think I, I'm aware of them I've never really like ventured yeah. into that but so I mean it was a TV show it was Saturday morning cartoons when those were a thing you know when mm -hmm. I was a kid and you know I used to love Chippendale they were great and they were making this new thing and I thought well okay that's interesting I'm not sure I'm really going to be that interested in a film they dropped the trailer for it and they described it as not a reboot but a comeback 30 years in the making and what they've done is they've taken a sort of who framed roger rabbit kind of idea to it so it is a hybrid live action and animated action comedy and Ooh. it catches up with chip and dale 30 years after their tv show got canned in sort of modern day <laughs> los angeles so the pair of them are, are kind of estranged from each other. You've got John Mulaney voicing Chip and you've got Andy Samberg voicing Dale. Hilariously, they've made it so Dale has actually had what they describe as CGI surgery. So Dale is a 3D CGI character, whereas Chip is still a 2D hand-drawn animated character. So oh, that's interesting. So I, I just thought that was a wonderfully fun mm. way of doing it. They do have cameos from other characters in there, like Roger Rabbit himself does make an appearance in here and uh, some of the animated characters as well. The basic plot is when a former castmate mysteriously disappears, Chip and Dale must repair their broken friendship and take on the Rescue Rangers detective personas once again to save their friend's life. So that's the sort of driving force behind it. 
I think this looks like it's going to be really interesting and really fun. And as I say, the trailer is up on the website if you want to take a look at it. But if you'd sort of dismissed it as, oh, well, it'll just be, you know, a big stream thing with them doing adventures and stuff. It isn't. It's very much playing on the nostalgia element to it for people that are more my age that remember the original cartoon and is messing around with a lot of those sort of tropes that you got in things like Roger Rabbit as well. Um, I suppose Space Jam to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But I thought this looked really fun and really different and really interesting. So it's going to be one to look out for. It comes 20th of May onto Disney+. Plus. It is going to Disney+, Plus, not cinemas. Certainly one yeah. to look out for, I think. Yeah, I like the um, CG live action kind of hybrid thing. I, mm-hmm. I like that. I like the way it's done in um, Space Jam and, and things like that. So that kind of intrigued me. Yeah, definitely check out the trailer but it is really quite interesting so one to look out for that's all the stuff we've been doing this week let's move on to some tv and film news life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So we kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. Lots of not so much cancellations but uh, things coming to an end Marvelous Mrs. Maisel as I mentioned earlier is back for its fourth season right now but just before the fourth season dropped they announced it had been renewed for a fifth season but will be ending with that fifth season as well I think that's probably the right choice much as I love the show and would love to sit and be able to watch it forever I think because of the story which is basically about Midge going from being this suburban housewife to getting the sort of shot on TV that is sort of the arc of it and I think there is only so long you can run that arc so I think five seasons is a good solid length for it and bringing it to an end then I I think works very very well so that will be coming to an end but there is the whole of season four to go and the whole of season five to go yet Donald Glover came out and announced that Atlanta will be finishing with its fourth season the third season isn't out yet that's due in the spring but uh, fourth season will be the last one I'm not sure if he's given a reason for that being fourth season other than he decides he wants to wrap up the story but I mean he's had so many problems actually just physically getting these shows out there between his film work his music and all the other things that Donald Glover does it's taken so long just to get the third season there because I think it was like 2019 or something but it might even been 2018 for the second season so it's been a long time coming for the third season and it's just got delayed because he's so busy so I'm glad that he's kind of rounding it off how he wants to round it off but he has said that uh, the fourth season will be the last but there is again there's a third season to come and then the fourth season yeah it's been a long time for that show I think that was airing on that Fox channel which was on now it uh, was last time yeah I know they put some episodes on BBC or whatever but it's been a while since season 3 it's a really really good show though so I'm looking forward to that finishing yeah it was 2018 was the second season so uh, you know it's been a long long while that third season in development and the problem is that he writes it all himself and with everything else he's doing I I, kind of get you know that he wants to tell a particular story it's going to be four seasons in length he's wrapping it how he wants to so that's all fine but yeah season three due in spring season four will be at some point after that but god knows how long that'll take presumably that's going to end up on disney plus because it was on fox previously stranger things is also ending with a fifth season but there is still a load more stranger things to come before then season four apparently has been extended in terms of its overall length so i don't know whether that means there's more episodes of it or whether that means the episodes themselves are longer, but they have said there is more. It's, season four is basically the longest season they've done. 
So they've actually split it into two parts. It's going to be volume one coming out on the 27th of May, and then volume two will drop on the 1st of July. Then there will be a fifth and final season after that. And again, you know, we've been talking about Stranger Things potentially coming to an end since the last season, because I mean, the last season kind of wrapped things to a certain extent, although they did have a number of things they left dangling. Creative decision again, I entirely respect that that's how they're going to do it. And uh, yeah, fifth and final season will be coming after season four drops, say May and July are the two dates for that. Yeah, I mean, the kids aren't really the kids anymore, are well, they? They're, no. they're, they're all like they're young teenagers adults. and young adults yeah. now, aren't they? Pretty um, much. Yeah, so they're, they're obviously getting getting older. I think somebody made a joke that like once we hit the fifth season, they'll be in their 30s or something. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possible. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, it's one of Netflix's best shows. Probably Netflix is popular, if not one of its most popular popular shows i'm gonna guess that they're gonna do eight and eight or ten and ten and then like a 10 episode final season or something um Possibly. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of another show they've done they've done loads of shows where they had like part one part two but you know it's sort of like a whole season but mm. yeah split up into different things i think they're doing the same thing with like ozark aren't they the fourth season yeah i, I think but yeah we'll see how it goes i'm sure it'll be great anyway so. yeah it was interesting the way it was phrased i don't know whether it is actually more episodes or whether it's just the episodes themselves are longer so it may be five and five, but the episodes are like an hour and a half each or something. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what they've said is that, that season four is longer in length. But as I say, I don't know whether that's episodes or just the episode length of them. And uh, one of the little bit of news that popped out was uh, Why the Last Man, which we knew was cancelled already, but they talked a little bit about the cancellation during the press tour. And he basically said, yeah, I really love the show. The guy the guy that runs um, it's FX, I think it was commissioned by, or, yeah. uh, or Hulu, or FX on Hulu. I can't remember. It was one of those. But the guy that runs it basically said, yeah, I really, really love the show. I thought it was great. The problem is that we keep a very close eye on the viewer retention number and they literally fell off the cliff after the first episode, which is really unfortunate. But I mean, he said he was basically saying, I've never seen a drop so steep. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. It, it just, its numbers just took a nosedive after the first episode and there was just no justifiable way they could keep it going. So if you like that series, that's why it was cancelled so quickly because they cancelled it halfway through its first season. Yeah. And I, mm. I sort of enjoyed the couple of episodes I watched watched of it but then they cancelled it and i was like i don't really want to kind of go and watch the rest of it now because i know yeah. it's not going to conclude so yeah it's unfortunate i remember watching that trailer and thinking oh this is like you know that post-apocalyptic sort of thing that's right up my alley and uh yeah after the first couple of episodes it's just sort of like where is this story sort of going <laughs> yeah and then it got cancelled and uh i think it's still hanging around on my continue watching list because for some reason you can't remove those things yes which is annoying but yeah it's a shame a shame but you know at least we have a reason now i mean we don't know what the retention numbers were like because it was on streaming services but he basically just said yeah the retention numbers just fell off a cliff so Mm -hmm. in terms of renewals the bay has been renewed for a fourth season on iatv so that will be coming back transplant which was a canadian medical drama which i think they ran the first season during lockdown over here i don't think they've run the second season that was on sky witness but uh, they've announced that a third season has come for that so whether they'll put the second season out or whether that was sort of a one-off thing to fill scheduling time i don't know but they have said that there is a third season coming for that dave which was the comedy that has been renewed for a third season by fx that ran on the bbc over here but you know with the bbc and fx stuff i'm not sure exactly what's going on with that so that'll either come back on the bbc or come back on disney plus peacemaker as i mentioned earlier that's been renewed for a second season so that's coming back fargo has been renewed for a fifth season one of the interesting things about that is most of the episodes so far have been been very much set back in time and what they've said is this is going to be a 90s set one so it's going to be much closer to current time which is kind of interesting but not said much more about it other than that that will uh, be coming back for a fifth season that should be staying on channel four because it's although it is an fx show it's not directly made by disney so that's why Mm -hmm. it's on channel four over here halo has already been renewed for a second season 
So that will be coming back, whether you like it or not, whatever you thought of the trailer for that on Paramount Plus. We will, of course, be, and we'll talk a little bit more about Paramount Plus in a moment, but uh, that will be coming back. They said this week, uh, me, me and Robert talked about it yesterday on the Gaming Talk. They said that they're going to reveal Master Chief's face, which they've never done before in the games. And I said, the funny, thing is that, the funny thing is about that is we already know what his face looks like because we know the actor that's playing him. Yes. <laughs> um, some people's made an argument of like, oh, in, in the books or whatever, he takes his mask off, but you've can't see that because mm. um, I'm assuming they were talking about a written book and not like a comic book. Y- yeah, yeah. But obviously in a book, it's left up to you to visualize things. I did quite enjoy that original trailer. I know that there's some mixed thoughts on how Cortana looks, but then when you've got a yes. live action thing like that, she's going to look a bit different. Yeah. But no, I thought it looked, I thought it looked pretty good from that trailer. Just be a case of waiting for Paramount to launch over here so I can watch that and yes. Star Trek. Yeah. Yes. Billions has also been renewed for a seventh season, which I'm very happy about because it was a big thing the sixth season because they lost Damian Lewis at the end of the uh, fifth season so I'm glad that they've stuck with it and uh, I think the sixth season they're doing a brilliant job Corey Stoll who has taken over the sort of lead role or the co-lead role opposite Paul Giamatti he's doing a great job there and uh, I'm glad that they've have managed to sort of navigate that because losing one of your main leads is kind of a huge deal and uh, mm-hmm. they seem to have navigated it perfectly so uh, I'm very happy that that's coming back for a seventh season Is there still like a good story going on for that and yeah. everything? Yeah, in actual yeah. fact I think it's actually helped quite a lot because okay. you've now got a different relationship between the two leads and they sort of pivoted focus slightly because Corey Stoll's character is very, very different to Axe, who is Damien Lewis's character. So it actually has helped refresh things quite a lot and it's given them a bit of a sort of kick in a slightly different direction. So it works really, really well. And, you know, when you're six seasons in, that's actually quite useful. So I think they've done a really solid job with that. I'm very interested to see where they go on Mm. the rest of this season and the seventh season. In pickups and other news, uh, Piggy Blinders finally has an actual premiere date. We knew it was coming in February, but uh, February, Sunday the 27th at 9pm on BBC One, Piggy Blinders season six will land. And that is the final season, although there may be a movie following it. They'd be up and down about whether that's actually going to happen or not. But certainly as a TV thing, that will be the final season of Peaky Blinders. How I Met Your Father, which we previously said was coming this March, apparently has been bumped back to May. So it's going out in the US, I think, at the moment. But uh, in the UK on Disney+, Plus, they bumped it back a bit to May the 11th. That has apparently moved to... Raised by Wolves, Sky Atlantic have confirmed that's coming on the 23rd of March, they have said, so that will be dropping on Sky Atlantic and on demand as well. So there's that. Last of Us, the TV series, they have said won't be premiering this year. They have categorically, HBO said that is not happening. They just won't have time to have finished it by then. So um, some point in the first half of 2023, they've said that series will drop. But hmm. that well, that's the aim anyway. But with all the COVID stuff and the extra protocols and just the logistics of shooting it, they're not going to get it completed by the end of this year. Enough mm-hmm. to be able to put it out. So They've also put out a few more um, casting notices. I think it was Sam or one of the two characters. They were looking for an actor to play him. And there was an actor who was a trans actor noted that he's going to be... Joy- I can't remember the character they're going to be playing, but they said that they'd been added to the cast as well. So cool. yeah, it's interesting that they're still casting thing i can't think of any i mean obviously there's, there's loads of characters from the second game to add but then you're gonna add them way 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 later in in yeah. the story because obviously you've still got to tell the maybe a different adapted story of the first game which you've still got a lot of that to do yeah because somebody guessed that the transactor could be for a character from the second game and i was like no no it's, too, it's way too early to, to do that you might want to contact some of those actors maybe for preparation but you've still got to get through the first season anyway but yeah given that they're still casting a few roles can't think of loads of the Maybe um, David still from the first game, the one that tried to attack Ellie. I don't think they've cast him yet. They did recast Bill. They gave that to uh, Nick Offerman, which is a, yes. which is a pretty good choice. But yeah, given that they're still putting out casting notices for different characters and stuff, and they haven't obviously got to certain story beats because of that, it makes sense that it won't start this year. I'm curious as to when we get a trailer because you don't necessarily need all those other casting additions to no. get to a trailer because they have casted quite a few people so far. 
So you could use some footage for those maybe to, to get a trailer out. I'm wondering when that could be, though. Maybe like a Comic-Con type of thing, possibly? Yes, it's, it's, that it's would make sense. It's hard to tell what they've what they've actually filmed right now. And I suspect they're probably going to have enough to be able to do something for Comic-Con when that comes around. Yeah, even if it's like a one-minute trailer yeah. to just, just to show you what it looks like, see what a clicker looks like and that sort of thing. Yeah, so. I, I suspect it will be a presence at Comic-Con without a doubt, I would have thought. Mm-hmm. One of the other announcements for one of the other big shows Obi-Wan Kenobi it was announced this week that John Williams is basically proclaimed that he was pretty much done with Star Wars has been coaxed back to do his first TV series since 1985 he's doing Obi-Wan Kenobi and doing the music for that which is great and uh, I I think makes perfect sense because it is part of that Skywalker saga so uh, I mean there are people that can kind of imitate John Williams but having the man himself come back and do it I think he's superb so they've announced that it will be original john williams music for obi-wan Kenobi, which is brilliant and tales of the walking dead who announced a bunch of cast before this is obviously the anthology series thing so where uh, each episode is a is a different kind of thing so they've basically employing a whole bunch of one-off characters which may or may not get molded into the main walking dead at some point but uh, more people have been added to that cast so olivia munn is joining Danny Ramirez, who was in Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, Lone Chabanol, who was in something called Fading Gigolo, Embeth Davids, who was in Alden Ray Donovan, Jesse T. Usher, who was in The Boys, and Gage Monroe, who was in Nobody. They're announced are joining the cast of that. So, uh, they've, I mean, that's what about 15 people they've announced for that so far. And that's without sort of saying which of the actual Walking Dead current cast of the various shows may be popping up. So, you know. Mm -hmm. lots of people involved in that yeah yeah there's so many options as we've discussed kind of with this a bit before there's so many options as to what you could do with this and i'm i am more excited for this show than the daryl carroll thing because of reasons we've discussed a lot lot of times before watching you know daryl and carol in the woods yes doing carol making soup daryl fixing his bike Remember that? Remember that glorious episode of television? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, never mind. But um, yeah, there's just so many options you could do with this, and a lot of creativity you could put into it. And obviously, because these characters won't be carrying over to the next episodes, you're obviously going to have to cast quite a few people for this. I'm guessing this will be about ten episodes. I don't think you'd need you wouldn't need to do like a full sixteen for this. No, I don't think. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they can do. I, I remember a few weeks ago they added Terry Crews, which yes. I didn't think I'd quite see Terry Crews in The Walking Dead, but that's very very cool. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a few notable obviously names in there. Jesse Tiasa from from the boys is great. But I suppose the sentiment here is the same one for the Suicide Squad, which is don't get attached to these characters because yeah. any of them can really die, which is interesting as well, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then obviously if characters survive the episodes and they really catch on, then you can do other things with those characters, like have them show up Assuming elsewhere. Assuming you have them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if, if they haven't died, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can do other things with them. So, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to this one. It'll just depend who, like, I think you mentioned this a few weeks ago, who picks it up in the UK, because I really don't want the BT AMC thing to, to pick this up. I'm hoping it's Amazon. Yeah. Because you can actually watch all of, not up to date, but all of the three Walking Dead shows, can't you? You can watch them on Amazon. And, and I mean, certainly with with fear, you can actually watch that as it goes out, but you've got to buy yeah, the season. season. Uh, yeah. You can buy a season pass for that. And then it does go on to Prime, but it takes about 12 months for that to happen from the original launch. So if you yeah. don't want to pay for it, you can wait. So I suspect it will end up on Amazon at some point, but not immediately. Or it may go on immediately, but you'll have to pay for the season. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. That would be my guess is they'll do what they do with Fear, which is is put it on to buy as well as putting it out on AMC if it goes down the same route as Fear, unless somebody offers them a whole wadge of money to get the exclusive rights to it. But the only person that would probably do that is Amazon. I mean, maybe Disney Plus, but I honestly don't know. I'm not convinced that Disney Plus would fork out for it. We'll see where that lands. In terms of other bigger news, there was a big press tour this week. CBS Viacom were one of the people that had a sort of big conference thing and they announced a whole load of things. One of the main things is the fact that it's not going to be called CBS Viacom anymore. They're actually changing their name and they are going to be known as Paramount Global or otherwise referred to as Paramount. So uh, that sort of makes sense because it means that 
the company will be called Paramount and the streaming service will be called Paramount Plus. So that would be... That is, that is a bit better, yeah. Yeah, rather than it being Viacom CBS. The elephant in the room, of course, is Paramount Plus UK. And as we've mentioned before, we had been told that they were aiming for a spring 2022 launch date. At that call, they basically said summer 2022. So it seems that date that they're aiming for has slipped a bit. I don't know what the reasoning for that is. My guess is that it's probably trying to sort rights out and there are certain shows that they want to get back before they actually launch it. We know, obviously, the whole kerfuffle with Discovery and Netflix, so we know that they've got that back. I wonder if it's the same issue with things like Picard or maybe some of the other shows which are on Sky at the moment. I don't know. I mean, what makes it slightly weird as well is Paramount and Sky have this joint streaming service in some areas, not in the UK, but in some European countries that don't have Paramount Plus and don't have Sky. They've launched a joint streaming service, which is called Sky Showtime. So they are Sky is working with Paramount and also Paramount Plus will be part of the Sky Cinema package in the UK. So they are having quite a close relationship. I just wonder if there's maybe some contractual things that they've got to figure out. So I I think it's just a lot more complex than maybe it looks on the surface than them just going, hey, we're launching it. So yeah, summer 2022. uh, Some of the reports were saying summer 2022. Some of the reports were saying launched by summer 2022. So it may come earlier than that. Don't know for definite at the moment, but other than they are saying summer 2022. So that's kind of frustrating because the Strange New World series is launching in May and that would seem like the perfect thing to launch it with, but we'll see whether that happens. When does um, Discovery's current season end? We're about halfway through at the moment, aren't we? So Right, it took like a mid-season break or something, didn't it? Yeah, and it only recently came back and we're like one or two episodes in, so it's probably got another somewhere between Mm -hmm. four and six episodes to go possibly. Because what I thought was possibly going to happen, which doesn't look likely, is that that season finishes... Halo starts and then it launches. Then you've got like a box set of whether they put them out weekly or box set, whatever for Star Trek. You do that and then you launch because Halo would have been quite a good thing to launch with as well. Yeah, that would have been a smart thing to do. But uh, if it's summer, obviously, it's going to probably go past even what Halo's mid-season or something. Yeah, I mean, it is. In terms of the actual Paramount Plus schedule, it seems to be they're doing Discovery, then they're doing Halo, then they're doing Strange New Worlds. Those seem to be the next sort of three big tentpole shows. And if they're not launching on Halo, it would sort of make sense to launch on Strange New Worlds, but again, May may be a bit early for it. So we'll see. And the problem is they don't have Picard because Picard's right, the other thing. got the new upcoming yeah, season, yeah. Because Picard would have been March. I mean, he's coming to the UK. It's just coming on Amazon in March. Um, mm-hmm. And the only thing they've got announced actually for summer is Lower Decks, which, I mean, I love Lower Decks, but it's not really as much of a tentpole show as something like Strange New Worlds would be. Well, at least when it comes out, it will have most of these or have them coming up. So yes, it should. It won't be like not to criticize Disney Plus too much, but when that launched, it was basically decades of old Disney and Pixar films, Marvel <laughs> yeah. films, and then The Mandalorian, yes. uh, which was great and everything. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I mean, yes. I mean, the amount that service has improved since launch is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. In terms of films and stuff, because they announced a bunch of films which are both cinematic and releases coming to Paramount+. Plus. Quiet Place is back with a third one, and that's going to have a theatrical debut in 2025, so it's a bit off. There is another movie coming out in 2023, which I think is, isn't that the one that they've said isn't going to be following the same family? Yeah. I think. So that's coming out September 22nd, 2023. And then there is also A Quiet Place Part 3, which presumably goes back to the original family, and that's going to come out in 2025. So that's an actual sequel, as opposed to A Quiet Place somewhere else which is going to be coming out in 2023 lots Mm -hmm. of quiet place stuff coming up which i'm sure you're very happy about yeah i was just trying to figure out how old i'm going to be in 2025 i'm going to be 30 something so that's (laughs) that's fun yeah excellent (laughs) because i'll be 28 this year so yeah cool so if you get it to me before i get you know too old that'll be that'll be great 
<laughs> but um, no, I'm very excited to see more from from a quiet place. I think they're they already sort of pre-announced a third film, which is the spin-off, yes. and now they announce an actual quiet place three. Some people are going to get still confused by that, but it yes. is what it is. Because much as I do enjoy following the main family, obviously, it's, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing I suppose which other characters they're going to go with. I mean, they did introduce um, Cillian Murphy as a character in the second film, and he was really really good in that. Just excited to go back into this world. This the, to me, this is one of the few franchises that you don't really want to. I mean, you don't have much option now, but um, if you wanted to watch the first two films, I would really say that you. That's like a film that's built for the cinema experience. So I obviously tried to get out to, to cinema for, for those couple of films, yeah. but it's just a very very particular experience. But I'm just I'm just glad that Paramount's sticking with this, and clearly the first two films have done well enough to where they've greenlit all these other things. We'll see where it goes. There's still plenty for me to look forward to. Just basically next year and then two years after that. So they're not too badly sort of spread out because now if you look at 2025 now you're like oh that's so far away but then you've got one end of next year so it's not too long to wait even though when the second one was coming out it got delayed by another year so I had to wait for that so um, they're, they're very few and far between these these releases but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they've got anyway so yeah moving on to other franchises they've announced that there is a new theatrical Star Trek movie coming with the movie cast so separate from the this is the Kelvin universe cast rather than the TV cast JJ Abrams producing Max Shankman directing Max Shankman uh, not a name that I knew but he was the person that produced and directed WandaVision and has also done things like Fargo and Game of Thrones and, and lots of other decent TV so I mean he's, he's a fairly solid TV then. Yeah, yeah he's done The Boys as well actually and The Great and a whole bunch of other things so I mean he's a, he's a really solid director another Kelvin Universe Star Trek I mean fine I'm kind of more interested in the TV universe at this point, but, you know, whatever. If they're going to do it, fine. Hmm. There is an expansion to the SpongeBob universe wow. coming exclusive Multiverse. to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yes. Uh, three brand new movies based on shows' original characters, with the first dropping in 2023. There is also a fourth SpongeBob release from Nickelodeon Animation, which is currently in development for a theatrical release. Transformers have got another chapter coming, Transformers Rise of the Beast which will star Anthony Ramos and will lead the first three films installments of the iconic Hasbro property. There's also a previously announced untitled animated Transformers film as well. So presumably this new kind of Transformers film franchise is going to be live action. And then there's an animated one, which is coming in 2024. I have completely lost interest in all the Transformers stuff ever since the Michael Bay days. So, you know, fine. Right. If you like Transformers, they're out there, but yes. Yeah. The only Transformers thing I'm interested in in is Bumblebee 2 with Hayley Steinfeld whenever that's right, going to be yes. because not only do I not remember which Transformers film I last watched but the last one I watched was very bad and it was just big robots flying around all over the place punching each other mm -hmm. with a bit of a lack of story I think one of the main characters died but I can't even remember and then they re they replaced both of the it was um, Megan Fox and whatever the other guy's name was I can't think of his name right now but he got replaced by I think it was like Mark Wahlberg and then Megan Fox got replaced and that was not really explained Yes. Um, and then they tried to just continue they tried to sort of continue the Transformers story but replace the humans and then mm -hmm. I was like what is going on <laughs> yeah no uh, and, then, and then I think Transformers something of the moon or whatever it was like 2 hours 15 minutes I was like oh, isn't it? there's no way I'm going anywhere near yeah, that yeah yeah so. yes Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are also making a return, but in animated form rather than live action. There is a new animated take on the Turtles coming to theatres. It's produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who are the people behind The Boys and Preacher and uh, or lots of other fairly gory stuff. So I do wonder if this is going to be kind of an adult animated thing, but we'll see. Hmm. Um, it's beginning in 2023. Nickelodeon Animation will fast follow the film with a series of exclusive movies for Paramount Plus beginning also in 2023. That's coming if you're into the Turtles. Um, mm -hmm. I, given that Rogan and Goldberg are involved, I, like I say, I do wonder whether that's going to be a bit more violent and more in the vein of what the original comics were, but we'll see. I did recently watch the, um, the film from the 90s, did that yeah. for this season of Classic Reviews. That was really, really good. Yeah. And I've been recommended for a long time that, okay, if you want like the best of the Ninja Turtles, that that's the one to go to. And that was certainly the case. Okay. So I, uh, I very much enjoyed that. I think that's got a couple of sequels I need to watch. But um, yeah, things we're actually getting Paramount Plus, we'll, we'll have it by 2023. 
three, we I think we can say that that's pretty safe. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to have a bit of a life over on Paramount Plus, some animated films and some shows. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Teen Wolf is getting a reunion. The TV show is going to get a full length movie. You've got some, not all of the cast back. Uh, Tyler Posey, Holland Roden, Shelley Henning, Crystal Reed, Orny Adams, Lyndon Ashby, RJ Bourne, Seth Gilliam. Colton Hayes, Melissa Ponzo, and Dylan Sprayberry. They are saying additional names to be announced, but that's who they've announced so far. So if you're into the Team Wolf TV series, then there is a film coming on Paramount Plus for that. And SEAL Team, interestingly, the TV show led by David Baranis is getting a film as well. It's going to be a standalone movie, which they're making specifically for Paramount+. Plus. So, uh, yeah, I like that. That's also got another season coming as well. But um, yes, I thought the fact that they're doing a movie for that was quite interesting. Moving on to animation, Beavis and Butthead, we know that they've revived that. That is coming back. We've talked about that before. They've also said South Park, Paramount Plus is going to be the exclusive home of that show. Basically, all of South Park internationally is going on there from later this year. So presumably when Paramount Plus launches here, there'll be a new series exclusively going out from 2024. And then in the US from 2025, that's where you'll find South Park in the US as well. So internationally first and then in the US for all the back episodes of South Park. There are a couple of other kids shows as well, some Dora the Explorer stuff and uh, Blue's Big City Adventure. There's, there's those coming in terms of the animation things. Scripted drama, comedy stuff. 1932, which is coming, I think they've actually just launched this in the US actually, but that's the next chapter of the Yellowstone saga. It actually goes back in time. It follows the 1932 earlier generation of the Yellowstone Dutton family. That's set in the sort of prohibition great depression era so if you're into yellowstone there's that they've got a thing called landman which has billy bob thornton tapped to lead the upcoming series as a crisis manager for an oil company you've got something called lioness which stars zoe salander playing joe a strong world hard-node station chief at cia's lioness program whatever that happens to be but there's that so zoe salander there is a show called tulsa king which stars sylvester stallone that's a big name yeah, it yeah. doesn't give any more about, I mean, they've talked about that before, apparently, but uh, that is coming. Huh. There is an NCIS spin-off called NCIS Sydney, which is another spin-off from the NCIS franchise that's slated to land on 2023. Uh, feature local stories with Australian actors and producers filmed in one of the world's most scenic harbours. It's from Shane Brennan, who is the Aussie creator of NCIS LA. He's attached to do it. So presumably he wanted to go back home and film in his own country. So that's what he's doing. A couple of UK-based titles as well. A Gentleman in Moscow, which is based on the best-selling novel. A drama series tells the story of Count Roslov, who in 1922 finds himself stuck in Moscow on the wrong side of history. The Communist Party agree to let him live, but he will never be allowed to set foot outside of the Metropole Hotel until the day he dies. So there's that coming. That's a gentleman in Moscow. And Sexy Beast, which is a prequel series based on the cult classic film, which has bounced around various networks, I think, but they've actually landed that and given it a series order on Paramount Plus now. So that is coming. It's got one of the showrunners from the Sopranos behind that. So that will land uh, hmm. there. And they have got other things coming as well, which they've already talked about, like a, a Fatal Attraction TV series, Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies, and The Offer, which is the thing based around the making of The Godfather as well. So lots of interesting stuff coming up on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, definitely. There's a few things that stick out there, a few things that we don't really know a ton about yet until we see some more. You've got the Ninja Turtles, some Star Trek stuff, and of course, my thing I most care about is, is A Quiet Place. Yeah. So we'll see. Plus, like we said, they've got all the... Um, Star Trek shows and Halo and that kind of thing to come. So, yeah, there's a few things there to, to look at once we get the service and then for the future of the service, but some things that we'll just have to wait and see what they look like. Yeah. Moving off Paramount and over onto HBO Max and uh, the WB side of things, there's a new drama in the works which has been given a straight to series order for HBO Max called The Girls on the Bus. It's a drama series adaptation of Amy Chosnick's best-selling book, Chasing Hillary. There's a chapter in the book which talked about 
the girls on the bus. It's a character-driven comedic drama series revolving around four female journalists, one of who may be played by Melissa Benoist, who was Supergirl, who follows every move of a parade of flawed presidential candidates while finding friendship, love and scandal along the way. So it's basically a bunch of the female journalists that are following a presidential election campaign. And Melissa Benoist is in negotiations, apparently, to play one of the main four leads out of that. The reason for that, of course, being that it is a Blanty Productions show. It's also Julie Pleck that's involved with it as well, who is the person behind things like Vampire Diaries. What's interesting with this is it's for HBO Max, and Julie Pleck and Belanti have both been very much CW people up until this point, but there are talks of mm. them selling off the CW because it basically doesn't make any money. What they make money out of is the shows that they create for the CW and they make money selling those shows internationally, but the channel itself doesn't make any cash for WB or for CBS, who are the two people that own it. So they're actually talking about just selling the channel to somebody else entirely. And because of that, it's made people like Belanti a little bit nervous about putting new shows directly on there by the sounds of it. So when you're launching something big and different, he's kind of pushed to move this onto HBO Max, apparently. Uh, mm. I like Melissa a lot. This would be yeah, an interesting different role for her. I quite like political things. I think Julie Pleck is great. The Belanti productions can be a bit up and down sometimes. And uh, the fact that they've they've also got Amy Chosnick in there involved, who was the, the author of the book, and she is actually involved in the development of the series as well. So this could be quite good. Yeah, yeah, it could be good. Obviously, Melissa Benoist is the, uh, the name to get, I suppose, attached to here. I did see, uh, I think, a bit of news about this yesterday that she was like tipped to potentially star in this, which is the headline you kind of want to, want to run with, especially because she's been in what, like Lee and obviously Supergirl and stuff. So she's got some star power to her name, which is good. Yeah, we'll see how this works. I'm curious to see how she would work in a political sort of focused thing, which is interesting. Like you mentioned with the CW, I did see some headlines about that, that they might look to sell the CW. I wonder what that would mean for, because there is quite a lot of TV on the CW still, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Um, not just the DC shows, but like other things as well. And where they would all go, I guess they would move somewhere else or it, I, I, I don't well, know. Well, I mean, if they're WB shows, you can, just shift everything onto HBO Max. It may be a case of whoever buys the CW does a deal to keep the shows on there, but I don't know what that looks like. If they're if they're saying the reason for selling it is the fact that it doesn't make any money, who who's gonna actually buy that unless you're gonna make some fairly dramatic changes to the programming? So Mm, which I, is a lot of, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a interesting one, that, but we'll we'll see how that all sort of plays out. But yes, uh, so that's called Girls on the Bus, and that's for HBO Max, and that has been given a series order. So where that will land over here, God only knows, but yes, that has been commissioned. And uh, there was a little bit of casting news for the Fallout series as well. Not the main casting news, but it is a very big name. Uh, Walter Goggins, who you all know from everything from like he voiced uh, Cecil in Invincible. He was in Righteous Gemstones. He was in Justified. He was in the second season of Deep State. He's been in Sons of Anarchy. He's been loads of different things. Walter Goggins has been cast in the Fallout series, which is from Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, the people behind Westworld. They haven't officially revealed what well, who Walter Goggins will be playing, It's but it, it's not going to be the lead vault dweller by the sound of it. He looks like he's going to be playing a ghoul, which, of course, if you know your Fallout history, the ghouls are the mutated humans who were exposed to radiation but sort of survived after the Great War. So, yeah, I think that's actually a really interesting bit of casting and he's a great actor and I like the people that are behind that. I'm really quite intrigued by this Fallout series because I love the Fallout games. I mean, the only one I've played, I think, is 4, which yes. is where... Is it your son that you look for or something? Yes. It's been, it's been a while. So I don't know the plot of the other games, so it'd be interesting to see what plot they choose to actually go with apart from the, you know, general just scavenging in a deserted kind of world yes um, a bit kind of mandalorian boba fett-esque um, i was speaking to this with with robert yesterday because we we're doing the gaming tool one obviously it's for fallout and i was kind of saying about how you've you've got like paramount's now got halo who's like the masked kind of person and all that sort of thing then you've got boba fett and obviously mandalorian and now you've got the uh, like you said the vault dweller from fallout so everybody's trying to get their own kind of like masked sort of scavenging hero <laughs> i suppose which is which is interesting obviously this was ordered a while ago i 
think yeah. they announced it a while ago. So yeah, that'll be uh, interesting as well. But um, yeah, it just depends what plot they go with and how things go from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I played... Everything from three. I didn't play the original kind of isometric top-down games. So, right. yeah, I, I played th- three New Vegas and four. And I have played a bit of uh, the online thing as well. Although it's 76. Not, yeah, yeah, it's not as good. Yeah, That's I mean, four, it. <laughs> yes, it's got a lot better than it was, but it, it's still not great. So I do love this world, though. So I, I think it's going to be kind of interesting to see what they do with that as well. Mm-hmm. And you got the people behind Westworld, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Um, on there. And the budget of Amazon, which is a good combination. Exactly, yes. So, so. you know, there's money in it and there's good people behind it. And uh, they seem to be making some really interesting casting decisions with mm-hmm. somebody like Walter Goggins. So yeah. one to watch out for. We don't know when that's going to drop, but it is in development right now. I was saying to Robert as well, hopefully this doesn't take as long to make as the Lord of the Rings show. <laughs> yeah, I hope. That's all the news we've got for this week. Just some highlights for next week on TV. So highlights for next week. There uh, aren't that many shows, but there are some quite big hitters in here. So uh, Frayed stars its second season. That's on Sky Max. That's on the 23rd of February at 10 p.m. Resident Alien is back for its second season. That's on Sky Max. That's on the 24th of February at 9 p.m. I love the first season of that. Uh, Alan Tudyk is just hilarious and it's really, really good. Vikings Valhalla, which is the follow-up to Michael Hurst's original Viking series, but uh, none of the same characters because it's set a few hundred years in the future. Uh, Not the future, but the future from the original series. That's Vikings Valhalla coming to Netflix rather than Amazon, who ran the original series. That's on the 25th of February that that will drop. Wolf Like Me coming to Prime Video on the 25th of February as well. That's a romantic comedy but dark weird comedy sort of thing it's uh, when Mary and Gary's universe collide both are terrified their baggage will tear them apart but Wolf Like Me that's called that's 25th of February on Prime Video then we have on the BBC which have both of the big shows dropping this week Peaky Blinders season 6 as we mentioned 27th of February at 9pm that is back and Killing Eve season 4 and that is the final season of Killing Eve that lands on BBC iPlayer on the 28th of February. Don't know when that's going to go out on broadcast. They've only mentioned iPlayer so far because it's going out the day after the US, but 28th of February for Killing Eve on iPlayer for season four. So that is everything for this week. If they want to find more of you, where can they find you? You can head over to entertainmenttalk.org or find us on your podcast platform of choice by searching for that name, Entertainment Talk. For TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcast, if you want to hear about my thoughts on the thrilling 4-2 win against Leeds, uh, which is a big derby, which happened at the weekend. That was good. We were 2-0 up at halftime and then within like five minutes of the second half, they'd scored two crazy sort of goals. But So a big, uh, exciting game. And it was very, very wet and rainy and windy. So yes. <laughs> the ball was really hard to pass around. You could sort of tell. So that was interesting. And then there's a really big game on Wednesday, Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. That's back. Good old uh, Champions League midweek game. So that's good. Recently reviewed uh, Scream, the revival of the 2022 film. Uh, me and David will be back on Wednesday I assume we're doing it on Wednesday still yes. for The Walking Dead doing the Game and Talk podcast uh, we talked about Cyberpunk's big recent next gen patch which is uh, 1.5 and uh, just a bunch of other just discussion reviews those sorts of podcasts over on entertainmenttalk.org uh, you can find me on Twitch eTalk UK for all my different game streams you can find the YouTube channel as well which has got those archived and loads and loads of game clips and things like that which on our YouTube channel uh, Entertainment Talk Play so lots to uh, have a look at as well on those different platforms yeah so go and check Matt out over on entertainmenttalk.org for other people involved in the show you can of course go and find Bex who is on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes that's B-Y-T-E-S she's streaming daily for lots of silly fun over there and a few evenings as well so go and check out her schedule always worth going to watch and see the silliness on Bex's channel over there that's twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes for Daryl you can go and find him over on hollywoodnorthnews.net for all the TV shows that you love which are shot in Canada for us you can find us at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and on instagram at geektown uk that is everything we shall see you next week bye bye goodbye